Hallelujah. Oh, let's give God praise. Let's give God glory. There's healing going on tonight. Something's happening in this place. Oh, hallelujah. Our God will not stay silent when the people of God raise their voices unto him and give him glory, give him honor, and give him praise. Oh, hallelujah. When they begin to ask, oh, hallelujah, we get ready to receive. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory tonight for you are God and there's no one like the Lord our God that is able to save, <laughs> oh, that is able to heal, that as God is able to do what man says is impossible. But all things, I said all things, amen, I don't know what you're going through tonight, but all things are possible. I don't care what demon has come your way. I don't care what sickness has come your way. I don't care what spirit of disappointment has tried to pull you down. Oh, God is God tonight. And He is the Almighty. He is the Almighty Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Jesus, for this time for us to come together. We thank you for the liberty that we have, that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there it is liberty. We thank you for the country that we live in, but we're not worried about being arrested outside the church. Oh, God, we thank you, Jesus, tonight that we have this liberty to pray, to express ourselves unto you, our love, our devotion. Oh, God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. For you are God, and there's no other like unto you. There's no other like unto you. Oh, hallelujah, that one day every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that you are Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you give this worship team a good hand clap? Of, amen. Appreciate them so very much. Amen. Look around to somebody and say, God is going to do something special for you tonight. Amen unto the Lord. What a joy it is to be with a family of God. And so we're always involved in ministry outside the church, and we never forget to pray for you, to intercede for you. In fact, uh, there are times that I come up here, and, and it is so nice to go into a room somewhere and to pray and to intercede for this family and for the ministers that are here. I prayed today for those that open up the doors. Amen. Everybody, amen. Everybody has a special anointing and has a special place. And if you can't find a place here, something's wrong. It really is. I was really praying and seeking the face of God, and the Lord began to deal with my heart about this certain subject. I feel like there is somebody tonight that may be going through some type of pain that really needs healing, and the Lord wants to minister to you tonight. I want to speak on the subject on how do we deal with our pain. How do we deal with our pain? Amen. I read a scripture today in the book of Revelations, chapter 21 and verse 4, that gives us hope because one of these days, all pain is going to be gone. And, and pain has many definitions. It has a definition of anguish, uh, uh, sometimes disappointment. 
Amen. There's a lot of ways that we can be in pain. But the Bible says, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death. <laughs> oh, there's a, a certain type of pain that I went through when my father had passed away and God had placed over a period of time a healing within my heart. But sometimes still I had those tears that come. But the Bible says that there will be no death. There will be neither any sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things have passed away. And so I praise God. I have a great hope, and we have a great future ahead of us. But right now, amen, right now, we're still here in this world where a lot of pain is really going on. Our country is in pain. There is a great division. And if there's ever been a time for the church to step up, it's right here tonight. If there's ever been a time for you to minister to people at your work site and, and outside the church in any area and talk to them, to be kind to them, to be compassionate to them, to, amen, to be mindful that they have needs also, it's that time right now. So what a great day, amen, when all pain will be done away with. But pain can be so hurtful, as I said, in many ways. There is physical pain. There is mental pain. There's a lot of mental anguish that is going on out there today. There's a lot of suicide that is out there. And, and the other day I heard that the ratio of suicides among pastors are almost as high as the national norm here in America. That's pretty sad, isn't it? But there is a whole lot of stress. I, I, I remember that as a young man, that there was a great division that came to our church and there were people that were causing problems and trying to really destroy the church and there was a family that, that was in control. And, and I remember going in and to see my pastor as he laid in the bed and, and I saw the pain in his face. He had a real nervous breakdown. And, and I prayed for him. I really loved him. I really hated what had happened at that time. And it really changed my life in many ways. Amen. At first I thought, well, when I grow up, I'm going to get them before they get me. <laughs> but that was the wrong attitude. But I had another attitude. I want to prepare my church for whatever that they may face. I want to prepare them for any type of tribulation that may come their way. I want to prepare them for whatever that they may face that somebody may do to them and cause pain in their life and how to react in a better way. Christ suffered many imaginable pains in his life. Besides physical pain, there was a pain brought on by rejection. Amen. Lying. Can you believe it? Amen. How many people that lied against Jesus Christ? Even the three trials that he went through was, uh, was liars uh, that had been paid off to lie against him. Even about even his resurrection, there was betrayal. Amen. How many of you ever been betrayed? Amen. I've been betrayed even by the closest of people, and it will leave a deep hurt within my life. But the Lord will provide healing. What about uh, abandonment? Amen. When somebody has abandoned you. I, I, I have counseled many people where their wife said, I'm gone. 
Amen. I met somebody over the internet. Amen. I had another member of mine that said, you know, I have trouble, amen, uh, 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 being accountable to a pastor. And I said, well, why is it? And he said, it was because, amen, a pastor took my wife away and left me with two kids. And then finally took the two kids. And then I had to pay child support. And then I had to go a long ways even in seeing my kids. There's a lot of pain that is going on out there. But it's a time for the church to step up. It's a time for the church to do the right thing. First, some pain or anguish can be self-inflicted. <laughs> How many of you have ever self-inflicted yourself with pain? Amen. Because of the wrong choices. Because of maybe buying the wrong things. Because of maybe an attitude toward someone that you had. Some pain can be somewhat avoidable if we would just listen to God. If we would just listen to God. Some people have a one-way mind, such as the disciples did so many times. And they were warned many times. You know, uh, just not long ago, we were talking about how everybody was welcoming the Lord and they wanted Him to rule there in Jerusalem and throw the Romans out. And, and all the disciples at times could think of, okay, we have got our king. We have got our ruler. Amen. He's healing the sick. He's raising the dead. Amen. He's whipping out the money changers uh, in the temple. My house shall be called the house of prayer. This is the start of great things. But all along, he was trying to tell them, and he told them several times. And one time he told them in Mark chapter 9 and verse 31, for he taught his disciples and said to them, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And after that he is killed, he shall rise on the third day. He told that to them so many times, but they had their mind in a certain area. And because they had their mind in a certain area, and they did not listen to the Lord, amen, their actions, amen, their abandonment, their betrayal even of the Lord Jesus Christ. He told them, amen, in the last hours, watch and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. He tried to warn them such as he has tried to warn us. And there was a lot of pain that came into their lives. Some of it was self-inflicted. Some of it was part of their own fault. Amen. They did not listen. And fear, denial, depression, isolation came into their lives. And they, we find them locked in a room until they are told the Lord Jesus has risen. Until he appears unto them. Amen. There are different types and levels of pain that affected many in a different way. Several giants of the faith like Job. Amen. I love Job. Amen. I can identify a little bit with Job. Just a little bit. Amen. Look at all what he went through. Amen. And, and but, amen, he went through a lot of pain. And, and you know, pain tries to change the right type of thinking that you ought to have. And pain, if you're not careful, will try to isolate you from what you really need to hear to help you through the pain. It will try to isolate you from the church that is there to love you and to help you throughout that pain and sometimes even correct you in a certain situation of pain when needed. But, but Job, man, uh, he, he, he just really cursed his own life. He wished that he had not been born. Amen. He was looking to the day that he would die. 
Moses begged to die in Exodus chapter 32 and verse 32. The prophet Jeremiah said the same thing. Why did I ever come forth from the womb to look on trouble and sorrow? He wanted to die himself. Elijah, amen, right after all those great miracles, fires called down, man, 850 of the prophets are slayed, amen, all of a sudden, amen, in a low state without being refreshed and really being restored at the time, Jezebel sends a word that wants to kill him and do to him what he did to her prophets, and there was a lot of pain, amen, there was a lot of running after that, there was a lot of hiding, there was a lot of speculation. There, there was some wrong thinking that got involved until God had really corrected him. But aren't you glad that that wasn't the end of their story? Amen. They were great heroes of faith, but they were people that also went through times of pain. And, and so the devil would try to condemn you in your type of pain, whatever it is. Some of you might be going through pain as far as physical. You may be going through pain as far as you want your sons and daughters to do the right thing. You want them to be saved. You want them to act the right ways. And, and it breaks your heart when you see the pain that they're going through. When you see that they're so far away from God. And when they're trying this and that and the other. They try to depress their pain. But they're getting deeper into their pain. It really breaks your heart. It breaks my heart what I see of this nation. It really breaks my heart to see how the devil is trying to destroy the difference between male and female. How the devil is trying to destroy the family. How the devil is trying to destroy the church. It pains my heart in many ways. But this is not the end of the story. We're not a given up church. We're not the given up body of Jesus Christ. Amen. Some anguish in life. Amen. And some pain sometimes is there to build character. And, and it makes a way to further success. The book of Romans chapter 5 uh, and, and verse 3 says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Amen. When we say glory, oh boy, I want a tribulation. I want a trial. I want this. No, I, I, I don't look for those things. I had a pastor one time when I was young said, Everybody that wants patience, raise your hand. And I did it so foolishly. I, I've learned that if you're really on fire for God, faithful to the Lord, trying to do what God wants you to do, amen, trials are just going to come. Amen, battles are going to come. You really don't have to really pray, amen, for patience if, amen, you're listening to the Lord and know how to receive it and know how to act upon it. Amen, things will work out better. But he said, tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. And so there are some pains that are, amen, there to disappoint you, to depress you. But there are some that are there sometimes to kind of push you into the next level of God's glory and also of God's power. Amen. To, amen. You know that the only place in certain areas of pain where you can go is to God. And so all of a sudden you have the perseverance. I remember when I was starting out with the Lord when I was a young teenager, I, I would be going through a battle and I would think, I can't hardly make this. I can't hardly get through this. Lord, I'm, I'm just about at the end of my rope. 
And then I find out how God had stretched my faith, how God stretched my endurance. But not only that, he stretched my character. My friend, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is the character of God. Amen. Read them every once in a while. Amen. The kindness, the love, the joy and peace. And there's so much more. The temperance, the patience, all of that is the character of God. Without character, you're really not going to go anywhere. If you want to be successful in life, and especially with the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got to be people of character. And you give me people, amen. Now, I, I understand that there are people out there that uh, don't believe. Well, you know, you just don't have enough faith if you're hungry. You, if you're almost there in a situation where you can't make your car payment, well, you know, there must be something in your life. And there must be doubt. There must be unbelief that is going on in there. But if you look at the life of the Apostle Paul, there were times that he was hungry. And there are many times that he was full. There are times that he was cold. There are times that he was hot. Amen. There are times that he felt just right. There are times he didn't feel good at all. And, and But, amen, what persuaded people to come to the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, was his character, amen, while he was going through the many different types of pain within his life. Not only physical pain, but the mental pain and, 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 and all the other pains that really come along. Joseph went through many tests and hardships because of his dreams. And when he told it to his brothers and he told it to his dad, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, dad didn't want to get rid of him, but dad did rebuke him. And the brothers, you know, put him in a pit. Amen. Was going to let him die, but they went on and sold him. And you know the story of what he all went through. You know the temptations. You know how he went forward, how God raised him up in areas, and all of a sudden he was pushed right back down into prison in the bottom. But it was character that got people's attention. Amen. The world, amen. I want to ask you a question. Can the world count on you? Can they count on your faithfulness? Can they count on you if they need prayer? You know, my father, uh, he was one of the first Pentecostals in his family of eight. And, and when he told them where he was going to church, everybody laughed at him. Everybody made fun of him. And, and he would witness to them. And my grandmother, at the age of, I think, 62 or 63, it was at that time she gave her heart and life to God. He witnessed to her. He, they would congregate uh, every Sunday, and she would fix a meal, and they would get together and dad would talk about church a little bit and they would laugh at him. They just didn't believe in the healing and especially in the tongues and all that kind of stuff. But when they got in a real trial, do you know who they called? They called the man that they had made fun of because his faith was a real faith. They might have made fun of that faith, but when it was time, amen, that they needed a healing, they needed a miracle in the family, they called my father because he believed in the power of God. We must be people of good character. We must earn the world's trust out there. Not everybody will want us. Not everybody, amen, will welcome us, but we have got to have that to really be successful. Now, how we deal with and endure pain from life, amen, can have a positive effect on others. It is true. Amen. Paul's continued ministry through his trials helped people believe in what he was suffering for, amen, that it was true. Amen. After a while, you're going to find out if someone really, truly, truly, truly 
believes in what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, and when, when a company goes through a tough time, you're going to find out who really loves the company, who is going to be faithful in that time. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 24, the Bible tells us that all the things that he had gone through. Amen. He talked about the Jews, how five times I received 40 stripes minus one. And I can't go through them all because there's so many. Three times I've been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Amen. I, I was shipwrecked. And, and uh, I was in, in peril, in journeys often, perils of waters, perils of robbers, perils of countrymen, perils of Gentiles, in the perils in the city, perils, amen, in the wilderness, perils in the sea, perils with false brethren, in weariness and in toll, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the church. He was concerned for the church. There were times he feared for the church. He was so concerned. In fact, amen, it brought even a pain within his heart when he saw some that was backsliding, when he saw some of the apostates, amen, when he saw some of the false apostles trying to come in and destroy the church, and it drove him to prayer. But what else it drove him to, amen, was a life, amen, that was caught upon by so many people that wanted to believe that there was something better than the gods that they served. And through his life, they saw the, his faithfulness. They saw his truthfulness. They saw how close that he was staying close to God and kept faithful to God even in the time of trial, in the time of deep pain. I want to ask you, church, amen, there's a world that is watching you when you're in pain. It's easy, amen, easy, amen, to serve God a lot of times when everything is going right but what amen happens when you are in total pain amen there we must bear witness of the Lord Jesus Christ so the other side of his persecution is that it taught him to encourage those that were persecuted amen there was a story of a missionary that I read and I wanted to read it to you a missionary locked into a tribe for a long time and but they had no interest in the gospel it seemed his wife contracted black water fever and bled to death through her kidneys. They buried her in a hollow log, praising God for her life at the graveside and praising him in song. Amen. That night there was a cough at the door. And, 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 and so they opened the door and there was a man that came in and quickly received Christ. Amen. All night it was cough after cough. Something had spreaded through uh, the city there. And, and salvation after salvation. At sunrise, the chief of the tribe came in and was saved. The shocked missionary asked why the sudden change of heart. The chief replied, we knew Jesus was good for the living, but now we know he's good for the dying. Sometimes your storm is how others find the one that can calm, amen, their fears and calm their pain and calm their doubts. Some of the greatest pain in life is with death. But when they saw them rejoicing, even in the time of trial, in the time of tribulation, in the time of loss, when they began to celebrate her life, they began to take notice and it changed the way that they looked at Christ and they looked at his religion. Amen. So how can we as a church... Help those in time of pain. How can we help those in the time of pain? You know, I, I, I've talked 
with people over the table and it, it was so easy sometimes to condemn this or condemn that. Amen. Uh, uh, when somebody was sick, it was so easy to talk about maybe the little faith that they really had. And sometimes, sometimes, amen, your body, if your body seems to be a perfect body, and sometimes if it seems like you're a great woman or man of faith, sometimes it's not altogether your faith. It may be good genes. It may be that your lifestyle. It could be, amen, your mama's cooking and how she raised you on that good cooking to make you strong, to make your body strong. And I've had people to talk about, man, look what I am. And boy, they could have this. And I don't understand why they can't have that. And all of a sudden, pow, amen, everything breaks loose in their life. Amen, they can't understand it. They go into a, an area of pain. What I'm trying to say is don't condemn. Amen, don't heap guilt on top of agony in people's lives. The Bible even tells us to not have joy in someone's failure. Amen. What does that say about the church? If we have joy in someone's failure, if we have joy in someone's destruction, if we have joy in someone that has departed this world even without Christ, God's own people often increase the burden without any thought of compassion many times. Amen. Many times. That, uh, and so uh, we can see different areas where sometimes the church can be harder than even the world is sometimes. Amen. Number two, be present with them. You know, sometimes when the church comes together or at funerals or different places, and I, I, I taught a few classes about what you should say and should not say in the time of sickness or in the time of a funeral. I, I've been at funerals where uh, a little girl or little boy had passed away and, and someone would say, well, you know, God needed that little angel in heaven. I want you to know God's got plenty of them in heaven. Hello? And they don't turn into angels any, either. Amen. Amen. God's got angels. God's got people. And, and, and so, well, you know, God needed one more person in the choir. Well, Amen. He's got a big choir. He doesn't need one more, especially me. <laughs> Amen. The way I sing. And, and, and I, I've heard people say, well, you know, and, and it kind of goes through the, all of this, you know. And, and, and we can even, and I, us preachers, we talk about heaven. We talk about the mansion. But sometimes what some people need is a little bit of silence. And they need a whole lot of your presence. Amen. I, I, you know, I'm talking about the presence of a man or woman of faith. I'm talking about a faithful person to sit by someone that has gone through a tragedy and, and just to give them a hug or put an arm around them, just to be there, amen, just to be willing to defend them at all costs when they are further attacked by the enemy or even a person of condemnation. You know, what I read today about with Job is for seven days, those accusers, those bad guys that he called his friends, for seven days, they were in silence. They didn't say a thing. <laughs> Amen. They mourned with him. They were present with him. But after that was over, <laughs> whoo, boy, I tell you, their tongues began to fly. And he went through a lot of needless pain, really. He, he had all that he could bear. Amen. There were questions. God never told him why, what was going on. Amen, if, if, if he could have just said, well, uh, you know, the devil, I met him one day and, 
And, and you know the story. I can't go through it all because I don't have the time. Uh, but you know, the devil said, oh, he's just serving you because you're giving him wealth. You're giving him protection. You're giving him everything. And, and, and so he let the devil do his thing. And, uh, and, you know, there was no whys. He knows the why. Amen. Because the book of Job has been there. But you know what? Just be present sometimes. It's not all what you say. In fact, I've learned through the years in counseling people that a lot of times counseling is two-thirds listening and one-third speaking. It's not all in what you say. Sometimes it's being a good listener. Amen. And that comes to the third one. Listen and learn to affirm. Listen and learn. Amen. Learn about that person's pain. There might be something that you might pick up on where the root of that pain came from. You know, there have been people's pains that they have come up many times for healing. They, they have, oh, God, just let somebody prophesy. Let, oh, God, what's going on, Lord? I, I just wish you would just let me know why is this happening in my life? And a lot of times it could be something from their childhood. Hello? Amen. There could be something from their childhood that had happened. Uh, there could be a really bad sexual situation. There, there's a lot of things, but amen, when you're sitting there, listen and learn to affirm. Amen. One time I was doing some marriage counseling with a couple, and, and especially the woman uh, was in such terrible pain. And, and I was trying at first to give advice, but she couldn't hear the advice. You know, you, you, sometimes you got to try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes instead of saying, oh, yeah, you know, I've learned all of this at Palace of Praise. We've had all these speakers, and, man, we have had counselors. We've had all types of things uh, coming up. And, boy, I know how to straighten this out. <laughs> yeah, you'll find out sometimes that you really don't know. Sometimes you just got to listen, especially to the Holy Spirit, to guide you and to lead you. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will say, don't say a thing. But she couldn't hear it because of the pain. And, 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 and through her much talking, it, began, she, it was revealed even to herself some of what had gone on in the past, and it seemed like it just duplicated itself. And then it duplicated itself again, and then duplicated itself again. And, and after three sessions, she could really get what I was trying to say. She could get the healing. But sometimes it takes that person to listen and to affirm, learn and to affirm. The next thing is we need to be patient. Amen. It's one of the fruit of the Spirit, right? Be patient. I said this many times here. Faith needs patience and patience needs faith. Amen. They can't not work alone. Amen. You've got to have it. Amen. You got to have a tribulation sometimes worketh that patience, that perseverance that we need to help people, to help ourselves. We need to be patient. We never know how long something is in our life that we may have to endure. You may not know how long it may be before the person that you're trying to counsel, you're trying to help is going to be total delivered out of their situation. There are some things that can be delivered overnight. There's some things that can be healed instantly, and there's some things that happen from time to time in people's lives. Amen. The next thing, be understanding. Be understanding. Amen. 
and, and to have an understanding heart. Amen. The, the Bible speaks well of this so many times. Be understanding. Amen. Next, share in the burden and pain one has. Share. Don't let somebody, amen, have that pain totally alone. They're going through a trial, going through pain. Their, their son or their daughter hasn't showed up yet. I, I remember a couple telling me, saying, you know, we raised our kids in church, but they got away from church. And when they come up in the driveway, I wonder what do they want now? Amen. Life sometimes brings you some of this pain. How do you deal with it? How do you deal with it? Amen. Sharing the burden. We need to share. We need to show people how much we care. Amen. We not just tell them. We need to show them. And people at work, we need to, if you want this place full, get compassionate for God. Get compassionate for, uh, for Poplar Bluff. Quit thinking only about yourself. There, you, I know you need yourself healed also. <laughs> amen. You need, amen, maybe a healing of certain pains within your own life, but think of other people. There's somebody across from you. And, and, and uh, the thing about it is there are people that are going through pain that don't show pain. Oh, sometimes they're the worst. I heard of a great man in our denomination that is an executive, pastor, everything, and he almost walked away from it all. He said, I just couldn't take it anymore. Amen. I have been around him many times. I have heard his wisdom. I have heard his anointing. I, I know his life. And, and, and it's hard for me, but there's sometimes, especially in pastors, they feel like it's a weakness to be vulnerable to the congregation to confess a sickness or, or confess a fault or whatever, even though at times we need to be transparent also with our congregation as pastors. Amen. We're, uh, we don't know sometimes who to tell. We don't know who to really share. We don't know who's going to tell what on us. You don't know sometimes, and it's very hard. And there are a lot of people that are way up there, that are down here, that has sometimes hidden pain. Share in the burden. Be prayerful. Next, be prayerful and share the scriptures at an appropriate time. Share scriptures at the appropriate time. Sometimes it's not the appropriate time. Amen. But as the Holy Ghost leads you, share scriptures. Now, how can we personally deal, amen, with our pain? I've talked about others. What about ours? Bring your pain to God. Don't run from Him. Bring your pain to God. Don't isolate yourself from the Word, from Him, from His Holy Spirit. Fill your life with God's Word and God's people. Fill your life with God's Word and with God's people. I've seen when people are in pain, the first thing they do when they're depressed, they stay home. I was so depressed, I stayed home. Worst thing you could do is stay home. Get around this worship. Get around these pastors. Get around these ministers. Get around these people. Glory to God. Somebody may have a word of knowledge for you. Don't be filled with worry. Overflow with worship. Amen. Get in and worship the Lord. Put on some music. Let the anointing of God flow through your mind, your heart, your spirit. N number four, believe that God will turn your sorrow into joy. The Bible says that. Share it with someone, amen, that will help you bear it. Amen. Number six, find out what's the root sometimes of your pain. You know, one time I was driving through Dallas 
outside of Dallas. I, I was going to school there, ministering out from that area. And there was a man that was used with the word of knowledge a whole lot. And I had him on the radio. And, and boy, he was telling people their sicknesses and where it was. And he couldn't even see them. You know, it was radio. And, and, and I got back to the college and I called him up and I was having a problem. And I called him and I got right on through. And I said, you know, I've got this problem. And, and I told him about it. And he said, okay, lay your hands on your body where the problem is. And uh, I laid my hands on it, and he said, no, that's not the problem. He couldn't see me, but the Spirit of God could. And he said, that's not the problem. Now put it where you really think where you're led to, and I put it on my stomach. And, and, and sometimes we deal with symptoms, but instead of where the real problem is. And sometimes we're trying to heal the symptoms Amen, uh, of what we're going through uh, instead of what has caused our pain, where the root of it is, and where did it start? Was it in the family? Sometimes you got to get that thing under the blood. Sometimes you got to reconcile that situation in your life before you can continue. Sometimes you have to be healed, amen, emotionally before you're healed physically. And when I laid my hand on where I thought it was and it's on my stomach, my stomach turned right around. Amen. I was looking at where it was coming out at. Amen. But I wasn't looking at where the pain had really started in my life. But the Holy Ghost is moving right now. And as we put on some music and as you stand today, hallelujah, God, amen, is dealing with someone right now, several. Amen. Maybe it's your pain. Maybe it's somebody else's pain. Maybe it's your daughter's. Maybe it's your son's. Maybe it's somebody at work and their life is just in total dismay. Oh, mighty Jesus. Mighty Jesus. Don't give in to whatever type of pain that is trying to destroy you.